Hi, Michelle Florendo here, and welcome to Ask a Decision Engineer. Listen in and find out how to untangle big decisions with less stress and more clarity. In today's episode, I'll be talking about what is a decision? And by digging down into the definition of what a decision is, I'll also be clearing up some common misconceptions that are held about decision-making. I'm passionate about decision-making. If you were to ask me how I define what a decision is, I would say a decision is an exercise of free will. It's not just a reaction. It's not just a basic instinct. It involves some level of executive function, you know, that prefrontal cortex. And the ability to make decisions is a gift. It's what sets us apart from the rest of the animal kingdom. It's our ability to exercise our free will, our ability to influence our future, our ability to shape the world and what happens within it. Decisions are the difference between letting the world happen to us and making things happen in the world. That's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about decision-making. I see it as the ability to live with intention, to actively create our future. So again, back to what is a decision? It's an exercise of free will in order to influence the future. However, I've noticed that people hold a lot of different misconceptions when it comes to decisions and decision-making. And so I hope that spending some time on clarifying and clearing up these misconceptions, people can take one step further towards becoming better decision makers. All right, first up, have you ever asked someone, what was your decision? Or said, I have a big decision weighing on me. The way that the word decision is used in each of those sentences is different. In the first sentence, what was your decision? We're referring to decision-taking or the picking part. What was the action that you took? This is historically where people have focused when we've talked about decision-making, almost to a fault. Decisions are more than just the picking part and what you picked in the end, which leads me to the other sentence. I have a big decision weighing on me. This is often how people experience the act of decision-making. This is the decision crafting side of things, the process part. This is the framing of a decision. This is the identifying and digging into the different components of the decision, the objectives, the options, the information that you have. It's thinking through what decisions do you have in sequence? What is there to decide? What is there not to decide? And it's in this process part, the decision crafting part, where if people focus more attention to the decision crafting part than just simply the decision taking part, this is where people can become better decision makers. So remember, decisions, it's not just about the picking, it's also about the process. All right, let's move on to another clarification around decisions. Decisions are an exercise of agency. They are within the realm of what you can control. And thus, decisions should be more about what you can control than what you can't. Often when I encounter people who are experiencing a lot of stress around decision making, it's because a lot of their attention is focused on the parts that they cannot control. 
And it's no surprise that that causes a lot of anxiety and stress. Humans are hardwired to not like uncertainty. But the flip side of that is part of the magic about decision making. Being able to identify where you have agency can create a calming effect. As I mentioned before, I'm recording this season in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. And in the past few weeks, I've been talking to a lot of different women about the decisions that they're making for their families, about their health, about childcare, about work, about life. In a setting where there's so much uncertainty, it can be completely overwhelming when you're paying attention to all of the things that you cannot control. And so one of the key questions that I like to ask people is, where do you have agency? When I asked one woman this question, she realized that at the moment, she did not have a lot of control over how the virus was unfolding, how prevalent it was in her community, what was going to be happening to her work and her husband's work. But she did realize that she had agency over how she wanted to live her life and care for her two young children in that moment and each day. So that's where she dedicated her energy and by doing so, was able to relieve at least temporarily a lot of that stress about all of the things that she couldn't control. Even now, as the United States is in the midst of a lot of civil unrest due to recent reminders of just how rampant systemic racism is, and as we are reminded of how much work needs to be done to dismantle systemic racism in America, which can be incredibly overwhelming, It helps when we refocus our energy on where we have agency and what actions we can take now. So as a recap, decisions are an exercise of agency. They're more about what it is that you can control. And so you should always be asking yourself, where do I have agency? And focus your attention there. All right. Moving on to another clarification about decisions. Decisions are forward-looking. This should go without saying, and it may seem obvious on the surface, decisions are forward-looking. They're about how it is that an action taken now can influence a future state. However, there are many instances where people fall victim to letting the past influence their decision-making, even though they can't change the past. Decisions are about where we have agency, which is the future. So let me illustrate how it is that often people forget that decisions are forward-looking and that you should not factor in the past. There was one instance when I was coaching a client who was figuring out what she wanted to do next in her career. She is someone who had gone to law school and a pretty prestigious one at that and started her career in big law. That said, she knew that she would not be happy staying in litigation and was considering other options for how to move forward. At one point in our conversation, she said, but shouldn't I stay in law? I spent so much time, energy, and money on this degree. Now that is an example of the sunk costs fallacy. It often shows up as wanting to get our money's worth. Now, if you think about the decision she had at hand, what to do in the future, across any of those various future states, she would not be able to get back that time, 
energy, or money that she had spent on her law degree. And yet she was using that as a factor in her decision-making. So again, decisions are about the future. It's about how is it that you can influence the future state. As an example, let's say that you're in a restaurant and you spent an exorbitant amount on your meal and a fancy dessert. By the time the dessert comes around, you are completely full. You are over full. You're on the verge of feeling really, really uncomfortably full. And yet this wonderful, beautiful dessert is sitting in front of you. Do you eat it? Some people would say, well, yes, I want to get my money's worth. But here's the thing. Whether you choose to eat the dessert or not, you are not going to get any more money back. You have already spent the money. Whatever you do now is not going to change how much money you're going to have in your pocket at the end of the day. And so you have a decision to make about how you might influence the parts of your future that you actually can influence, which here in this situation is about how, how your body is feeling. And so you have a decision over whether you can leave the restaurant just where you are currently at physically, meaning on the verge of uncomfortably full, really overfull, or you can eat the cake and be absolutely sick. As I mentioned before, decisions are about what you can control, what you have agency over. And unless you figured out something that I haven't yet, we can't change the past. And so as we're making decisions, we must be forward looking. Don't fall victim to the sunk costs fallacy. Really look at what are the ways in which you can change your future state and focus on that. All right. Now on to my last clarification when it comes to decisions. Decisions are not one and done. They can be broken into smaller decisions. I still remember being at a conference when one of my business school classmates approached me saying, Michelle, I have to talk to you because I have a career decision I need to make. And I said, sure. What aspect of your career are you deciding on right now? And she said, the rest of it. That characterizes how sometimes decisions feel. It may sometimes feel like decisions are one big thing that you have to tackle that is going to determine the rest of your life. But the fact of the matter is that decisions are often smaller than that. They can be broken down into a series of sequential decisions. When you make a decision, it often isn't the case that you are closing a door to a particular path forever, and you actually might be able to get back on track by making a new decision in the future. It's just that I find that in this society, it's sexier to think about these big, massive decisions that we need to make and are going to determine the rest of our life. And it takes a little bit of the drama away to think about how our lives are actually determined as much, if not more, by the micro decisions we make every day, as opposed to the macro decisions people often get stuck on. So when you think about decisions, I want you to remember, life is the sum of the choices we make. You always have a choice, so take it. There you have it. This is my take on what a decision is. 
and some common misconceptions that people make when it comes to decisions. Remember, decisions are action that you take now that can influence the future. Decisions are not just about the picking part, but also about the process of crafting decisions. Decisions are an exercise of agency, and so they're about what we can control and less about what you can't. And decisions are forward-looking. It's about influencing a future state and should not factor in the past that you cannot change. And then lastly, decisions are rarely one and done. And in fact, our lives are influenced by the series of decisions that we make over time. And so it's up to us to keep recognizing where is your agency? What is the decision you have to make? And how can you continue to make all of these little micro decisions that'll influence how you create your life going forward? Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you know of someone who might benefit from learning more about how to make good decisions, please send them a link to our website, askadecisionengineer.com. The website, askadecisionengineer.com, is also the place to go if you're interested in more resources on decision-making or would like to submit a question to potentially be answered on a future episode. Again, this is Michelle Florendo from Ask a Decision Engineer. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.